Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome to Seven Fifty-Five is Real, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project Seventy, celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards. I'm with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, who is uh, who is feeling it today after playing what? How many softball games in two days, Eric? Nine. <laughs> my wife laughs at me. She thinks it's so lame. Eric, you're, you're too old to play nine softball games in two days, man. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. How you feeling? Not good. <laughs> I'm supposed to play golf today, too. A little banged up, are you? Yeah. You got to take a handful of greenies? Ooh, I wish. <laughs> Go play more? <laughs> I'd be back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are uh, – at this, I, I swear, man, I've said it before. This team, this season, there is never a dull moment with these Braves. They are three and a half games ahead of the Phillies in first place because last night was a big one for them. The Phillies clutched up, or, or anti-clutched up, and lost it at the end to Colorado. Colorado got a couple of big homers in that game. Did you see that, man? Those balls were torched, too. Yeah, with two outs. Yeah. And to think I wanted the Braves to get that dude. Kennedy? Yeah. Remember at the trade deadline? I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good addition to the bullpen. Oh, my God, they are booing his ass in Philly. Yeah, I think Philly would be a tough place to struggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough to struggle anywhere. You're always going to have an amount of haters, but certain fan bases are pretty vocal about it. Philly and New York, City Field. Yeah. Shea Stadium, City Field are not not the places. Not the place you want to be. (laughs) Start out slow. So they lost, and then the Braves – and. And know that they they all know what's going on because it's right there on the scoreboard, the out-of-town scoreboard and all these ballparks. It's right there in front of them. So they can see the Phillies lose late. And the Braves blow three leads last night. They had three blown saves last – three guys with blown saves last night. And they come back and win in the 10th inning on Jacques uh, Peterson's walk-off, two-out, bases-loaded, oppo, single. Um, Really kind of a stirring win. And so much happened last night in that game. So they're three and a half ahead of the Phillies. The Braves had five solo home runs in that game. Till Jocks hit, I think they had one hit with runner in scoring position. <laughs> I know, I was watching that game. Like I kept feeling like they were going to get back in it, you know, when they were down. But just solo homer after solo homer. But it was it was almost every time they gave up the lead or or got behind, came right back with a homer. So yeah. I mean that was a fun game to watch. I don't know how much you can count on that strategy, but yeah. It's a fun one to watch. They are uh, the last few weeks after going so much of the season where they didn't win these type of games. The last few weeks, they've won a whole lot of them um, like they had the previous years. You know, they've won like last night's game was one of those type games where that they would have lost early on. Yeah. yeah, Lost for more than half first hundred games of the season. Um, So. They had uh, there was some big stuff last night, but some some of the same guys, all the newcomers, man, are just. All of them are playing great 
for this yeah. team. I know Rich Rod gave it up last night. Two nights in a row, Rich Rod's given up a go-ahead home run after pitching so well in the first month plus that he got here after the trade. But, I mean, the first one was the Soto the night before, so I'm not going to ding him for that too much. But, you know, you talked about him. He's got – he basically does it with one pitch. I mean, he, th- he yeah. out there, throws 93, 94 mile-hour fastballs, and he's going, if he misses a little bit, there's not a whole lot of r- margin for error. Well, he – even when you watch him when he's going well, he makes mistakes. He's just got one of those fastballs that guys can't square up, you know, whether it's got late life to it or really good spin on it that makes it, you know, kind of have that little bit of hop that hitters get under. But when you watch a guy like that, you know, I mean, I was kind of the same way in my career when I had that sinker locked in. Everybody yeah. knew I was throwing it. Yeah. And you get the ground balls three out of four times or whatever. But then once that sinker went away and I didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. It was like you just get torched. And I think that's that's kind of the boat that he's in where if he winds up going out there and doesn't have his fastball, you know, yeah. that means they're going to be able to square those ones up that they hit. Because those those two that they hit might have been foul balls when he's locked in. And yeah. it might not be a different velocity. And that's that's what makes it so tough to pitch like that sometimes is you find out the hard way you don't have that pitch today. You know, it feels the same when you're warming up. It feels the same. You know, the catcher mm-hmm. sees it. It looks good. And then it's in the seats. So, I mean, I think that's kind of what happened to him the last two nights. And as a reliever, unlike as a starter, where you find out you don't have that pitch early in the game, you make adjustments and go with other stuff, and the catcher works with you. As a reliever, it's like, oh, Gary, fuck, you gave up again. Shit, I blew it. gave up another homer. Yeah, and it. so, I mean, that's why it's it's tough to not have that room for error for him. But that's kind of how it goes as a reliever. You know, I mean, you need to be locked in from that first pitch, and you don't have any time to, to really feel it out. Uh, Matzik and him both have had little blips here lately. Matzik had the couple of games where you're like, uh-oh, is he, when the streak ended and he gave up, you know, the four run in and a couple of one run spots, but he's looked really good last time or two out. So, uh, it's always nice to see him snap back into it. Cause you worry from his past, you know, with whether, whether he was, when yeah. he goes on a roll, you know, the first time he has a bad game, you like, you start to worry. It's just natural, but uh, he's looked really good last time or two out. So, um, and, and Luke gave up la- uh, last night, gave up a run. So uh, it's going to happen. But when their teammates pick them up like they did last night, because yep. you know, the bullpen carried them for a while. And last night, you know, the start wasn't great. Bullpen wasn't great. But the offense just kept hammering home runs when they had to. So, I, and that's how I've seen this team ever since that series in St. Louis when Riley hit that that home run to take the lead. Um, you know, the first half of the season, it felt like when they got down late – yeah. They stopped scoring. They didn't get back. They didn't claw their way back into games. Knowing your offense can can get a win out of that game when the whole pitching staff was off last night. Yeah. Um, that's been the difference for me in the whole second half is they've won so many more of those games. And even the defense was off a little bit last night. I mean, Ozzy yeah. makes two yeah. errors, charged with two errors. The second one could have been – Freddie should have caught that throw. Yeah, he but catches it wasn't that. Any, but, yeah, he, he catches that. But that was a big play. And they yeah. kept and, – and, and yet the offense kept – coming back and picking them up. So, um, so unorthodox are so uncharacteristic of, of Ozzy to make any error, you know, in yeah, the game made two big ones, but the, uh, I, you know, people get all over Will Smith and I understand cause he can be, you can pull your hair out watching the guy, but last night, man, a Will Smith, you know, they get on him last night for giving up the triple, but Jock Peterson said after the game, I got to catch that ball. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's not an easy catch, really tough, but, but it's a catch that, you know, he makes yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes. I mean, he and he caught it. Hit the hit his glove right before the wall and dislodges or never really never really caught it. So, um, 
And then he gets a would-be double play grounder. He still gets yeah. out of the inning if they yep. make that double play. So yep. I'm not going to, uh, you know, people jump on him. They, they got there's certain guys they hate. They're going to jump on regardless yeah. of the outcome. So, but if he catches that ball in center, or if they turn the double play, it gets Either out of the same. Yeah. It's over. So, um, but I think the important thing was last night how they just kept coming back and how this team just found a way to win last night. And and the fact that they've got so many guys in this lineup capable of hitting the ball out of the yeah. park is is I can't yeah. remember when they've had a team with quite this many guys. They've had to guys with teams that have had as many home runs, but not as many guys capable of hitting twenty. Well, you're just never out of the woods, you know. And I mean, I think that's when the seven and eight hole guys can hit a solo shot, and you're in a close game. Yeah, and then the lineup flips over. You got a pinch hitter coming up. Uh, Adrianza hit a pinch hit homer the other day, right? Yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that, it's just, it just makes it, I think that's what was missing early on. We talked about it was you'd get to that bottom half of the lineup yeah. and it, it wasn't that the guys couldn't hold their weight. It was just that it was going to take two or three hits to hurt you. Now, I mean, you, you walk one guy, there's yeah. the fear of a two run homer. So it's just a different pressure they're able to put on the pitching staff. I mean, they're platooning guys are, you know, they're mixing and matching in the outfield and all of the guys they're using can hit the ball yeah. out. Yeah. Eddie Rosario, he hits a ball out two nights ago that looked like it was six inches off the ground. That was a Vlad yeah. Guerrero homer. He went down yeah. and got that and pulled it up ton. Yeah. That was a joke of a I don't know how he Unbelievable. Hit that ball out. I saw you the replay you don't of get that. that homer up very often. <laughs> and then you got Jock Peterson. You got Soler, who's just been an absolute force for the Braves. A power, yeah. and he draws a ton of walks, man. And then Doovies. All he's doing is second in the second in the league in homers and leading the league in RBIs. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it's hard to believe you lose Acuna, but because of the moves you made, not a reflection yeah. of Acuna. Obviously, you lost a superstar, one of the best players in the game. But the team is better right now because of all the guys you added yeah. to replace him. That you don't make all those moves if you don't lose him. Well, you and don't make just, that multiple moves. No, I don't think they do. Maybe one guy. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one or two, but, you know, I mean, I think that just sums up baseball as a whole is you, you know, you can't just go get Mike Trout and win a championship. Like yeah. if you get LeBron in the NBA, you got like a 50% chance of right. going to the finals. Right. And it, it it's not a knock on Acuna, you know, I mean, they'd obviously be better if they still had him and these guys, but yeah, yeah. Getting three quality at bats in your lineup, guys that can do damage, hit for homer, uh, hit for power. You'll have good at bats. I think it just, it, the lineup depth kind of outdoes what Acuna yeah. was able to do in one spot of the lineup. Four. They added four. Four guys, I, yeah. Which I, you know, concluding Peterson, who they got right after Acuna got yeah. hurt. But if you'd have told me that all four of these guys are going to contribute big time, I'd have been like, there's no way. I was I was thinking one or two of them will do nothing, probably right. get released, you know. Yeah. You know? Well, that's not I, how it and, normally goes. Yeah. Uh, like Rosario, I thought was kind of an afterthought, but he's far from that. This guy, it's easy to it's easy to forget. This guy's under thirty years old, and he was an all star not long ago. Yeah. So, uh, and Solaire, forty six homers a couple of years ago, but he was so bad, you know, earlier in the year that people think he's done. This guy's a menace up there. And, and by the way, I don't know if it if it's evident on TV unless he's standing beside somebody normal size, but this guy's close to Giancarlo Stanton size. Yeah. I he is. That. He's massive. Massive. I've, just been, I've been shocked with that bats he has. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you'd see a guy that big and, and you know he can hit for power and he's got a bad average. You think he's just going up there swinging for the fence, but 
even the other day, I mean, he battled, battled, battled and shot that ball through the right side late. He's mm-hmm. taken some walks, you know, that, that game in St. Louis. Big walk last night. I can't remember the reliever that was walking everybody with St. Louis, but he went up there and made that dude work. I yeah. mean, over and over, I've just seen good at-bats out of him that I didn't really expect. And walked the yard that night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a sign early on that he was going to do it. But, I, you know, I think it was shocking at the time when he drew that walk. And now it wouldn't be because this no. guy's got a ton of walks. Yeah. And for a guy that can hit the ball 500 feet, yeah, it's impressive, man. He's yeah. – uh, I like him, man. I – you can't bring them all back, obviously, with Acuna coming back. But uh, I, I would definitely try to get at least two of these guys, bring them back. I, I, yeah. I, between, I think you've got to have. I to me, Duvall's a no-brainer. Yeah, and I you pick up that option. But I I'd want at least uh, Soler or Peterson back. And yeah, damn, it'd be nice if you could bring both of them back. But it's hard with the DH. You could because Soler could be your DH. Yeah, and I don't think anybody really knows what the new CBA is going right. to entail you know what, what kind of budget and spending how that's going to affect everything what's going to go on with that but if you can find a way i mean i i love what jock's done just the vibe he brings oh you know, everything there's just yeah. a winning vibe it feels no like doubt. seems like one of those dudes that you can't look at with a straight face in the clubhouse just making everybody smile and then solaire yeah. you know i don't know him but his at bats and his power Great and the guy. presence everybody he brings to the lineup yeah i mean it just seems disposition uh yeah everybody loves the guy raves about yeah. him um yeah, and we can't even. We'll get to Azuna here in a bit. In a bit, but right now that's such a cloudy situation. I mean, I'm fully anticipating he's going to get suspended at least half a season, though. So yeah, and I still he's owed so much money, but I still think the Braves are going to find a way to get rid of him. But I just don't know. I mean, so that but that you got to take all these things into account when you think about next year, how many outfielders you can have, and all that, and the DH situation. So Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you kind of alluded to it, the clubhouse guys, but uh, Stephen Vogt last night. This guy had not had the veteran catcher, 36 years old, had not had a, an extra base hit in his first 24 games with the Braves. The guys love him. Great game caller, good defensive catcher. Pitchers love throwing to this guy. Yep. Uh, but he had not had an extra base hit. And this is a guy that hit 18 home runs uh, years oh, ago. He with, with the A's. Yeah. 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 Back to back years with the A's. He was a. Yeah. It's like a 101 OPS plus guy for a three-year span. But, yeah, he had 18 yeah. homers one year. Um, and But last night, after not hitting an extra base hit for 24 games with the Braves, he hits two homers last night. It was just one of those baseball, man. Um, but he has two solo homers. And then in the seventh inning, 
he goes down in a heap and in pain, obvious pain. And it was hard to tell what he did because it didn't look like he twisted anything. Um, but later we got a we got a, an explanation for that because Snit said that he told him I popped my hip. Yeah. Which um, in scrambling for that ball at some point, hey, he did something. Things, yeah, and these things happen when guys get older. It's weird things happen that don't happen when they're twenty six. You know, but we haven't got an update yet. But I'm not. It didn't sound good. I mean, you don't pop your hip like you do your shoulder and just pop it back in place. But we'll see. But it's a shame because yeah. what a night for him. And it got started before the game even began because this guy pulled out. If people Google Stephen Vogt and uh, referee impersonation, if you Google that YouTube or Chris Farley impersonation, he does that too. Either as Matt, one. Yeah, yep. Matt Get Foley. Down by the river. The Matt Foley uh uh, impersonation that he does. Chris Farley is Matt Foley, uh, motivational speaker. This guy is a comedic talent. I mean, like he could do it for a living. I think he's that funny, but his impersonation of referees is so spot on and funny. And he does it with the referee thing on us. And like Chris Farley with big pillows under his shirt and all that. So he could, it really adds something to it, but there's some video of him with Oakland doing it on the field out there. But he brought that out last night for the first time to the whole team before the game in the clubhouse. And Jacques Peterson said, and Snit said, the whole team was just in stitches. Everybody was watching. Yeah. So then they go out on the field and they're laughing, you know, they're just upbeat and everything. And then he has two home runs. So, but what can a guy like that over the course of a season, having a guy like that in your clubhouse who can pull out stuff like that at any time and, and just lighten the mood in a clubhouse do for a team? Well, it gets redundant, you know, and then you, then you, go through explain the game does yeah day in day out you you're doing the same grind and it, it's easy to fall into this trap of just going to work you yeah. know and, and you forget to have fun and, and loosen it up but you know tough road trip you come home you're splitting with the national so far you need a big win i mean i think it's really tough in his position when you've haven't done much you know and you're not you're not one of the key guys yet and He's trying. You're trying to get your feet set in the clubhouse first, you know, get your personality known. So it's it's not like he's just going to roll in day one and start right. blowing a whistle, you know. Hey, right. clowns here. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you kind of you yeah. want to get to know the guys and everything first, but um, just those things, man. It's it seems corny when you see a team and, and fans sometimes get mad or coaches get mad when they see the guys laughing and, and having fun and you are playing bad, but. Sometimes that's what you need is, is just to get the whole team together laughing and having a good time. Then you roll out to BP and just that little bit of mixing it up that day kind of lightens the mood and gets everybody having fun. I mean, yeah, they always say laughter is the best medicine, but you got to pick your spot. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it's really hard to pick that spot, but he's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point about him not doing it until now, because like, yeah, the first day, some of the guys, even though he, some of them that know him it wouldn't have been weird, but like some of the young guys might've been like, who's this fuck, who's this old guy doing a stupid Refer impersonation yeah. from SNL when I wasn't even, you know, when I was a toddler. Yeah. They don't even know what it is, but even if you don't know that routine, the, the, the referee one, one, yeah, works anyway. The or referee Matt, one plays no matter what. But and Matt Foley too, even if you don't, I hadn't seen him on SNL. It's still, it's still funny. funny, but not as funny. <laughs> Cause he's just yelling. He's got a, he's got a pillow stuffed up his shirt. Uh, but the but referee he thing he did last night. I think he refed as a job, so he's uh, got. I didn't so know that. he has it down, and he gets real obnoxious and loud about it, and calls it's technicals. Hilarious. But he calls fouls on. So this is another good thing that works in the clubhouse. Is sometimes dudes will do stuff that's kind of irking their teammates. Yeah. You know, like constantly being late or. 
doing something selfish in the game, like swinging for the fence instead of getting a runner over, you know, little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not picking up your balls in the cage and he'll call fouls on everybody on the team for all the bullshit they've been doing. <laughs> and, and it, it's a way to call guys out and hold them accountable and get everybody laughing at them. That's not yeah. like, you know, real aggressive and it pisses them off. It just makes everybody laugh. Yeah. But even, even those little things, those little angles, it gets it out in the open. Like you see how hard your teammates are laughing right now. At yeah. What he just called a foul on you for, you know, yeah. everybody sees that, that you're doing. And that, that kind of gets guys in check too. Yeah. And, and, and on the other hand, the other extreme of this is I was talking on this last road trip, I was talking to a veteran clubhouse guy who's worked in a lot of clubhouses over the years. And he said, there was a star player who will go unnamed. It was on another team. He said, this player <coughs> just had this heavy vibe about him. It wasn't yep. that he was a bad guy, but he had this heavy vibe, this sullen vibe some days. Yep. And he said, and he was the biggest star on the team. And he would come in the clubhouse some days and it was like, it was death because it would set the tone. It seemed like for these impressionable guys would see him walk in. He's in a bad mood, whatever happened to him that day, maybe he's slumping or whatever, but he was just sullen. And he said that, that that it set the tone. It brings everybody down. Yeah. And it had a way with it. So there's the opposite of these guys. We talk about clubhouse chemistry and how good a guy like a Jock Peterson is, who's just constantly upbeat, optimistic, uh, you know, funny, but having a guy who's your one of your big stars be, you know, a guy who comes in, you know, with just nasty and unapproachable or just sullen, or you're like, what the hell's wrong yep. with him today? Well, you just have to have deal the with them, you know? I mean, and then everything you do, if you're laughing in the clubhouse, you're right. wondering what so-and-so over there in the corner, what he's thinking, what he's going to say later, calling guys out. But, I mean, there's ways to do it, but being a dick is it doesn't play much. But, right. you know, I mean, I've been in the bullpen with guys who – whether they realize it or not, and hopefully I never was one, um, but when they're not going well, they spend the first three, four, five innings bitching about the manager, bitching about yeah. how the, how they're being used, bitching about they need days off. You see them get warmed up and they don't pitch and they throw a fit. Whether they realize it or not, all that stuff's kind of contagious. So, I mean, I, I think the best way to look at it is you, how many people you know that love their job and hate their boss? Yeah. Very few, right? Because if right. You're, you're if you have to deal with your boss and this is the big dog in the office or wherever you're at, I mean, it just sets a shitty vibe for the day, day in, day out. But people that love their job, yeah. they usually love their coworkers, love their boss. There's a good vibe in whatever they're doing for their for their living, and it's it's just like that with baseball. You're spending time with these people twenty four seven. It's like a family, and yeah. if somebody's just dumpy day in, day out, you know, it, no matter how hard you fight, you know, it it rubs off on you in one way or another. And if you have a guy like that in the clubhouse, you damn sure better have some others that can to overpower him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and that's the thing Offset though, is you gotta that. have you gotta have somebody big enough to call yeah. them out when they walk in dumpy. Right. Like you a Hensky. Yeah. Well Hensky would call out anybody. <laughs> you know, and, and that's why we always had great vibes on that team. Cause if somebody came in, I mean it, it happened to me my first year in Pro Ball. I was on this great group of guys. And I think I blew the game or gave up a two spot, but the team won. And I'm sitting there sulking in my locker. The whole team's partying. And I'm just sitting there in my locker, just looking at the ground, pissed off. Somebody says something to me. I give them a one-word answer. And I go grab my food. And I sit down all sad. And this guy, Rob Johnson, who's a catcher, great leader, um, he goes, oh, are you mad? Did you have a bad game? You know, he started just really antagonizing me for it. And I got real pissed off and threw an even bigger fit and stormed out. But the next day, I came back to the field. And I realized, like, you know, it's not about me. 
And I was bringing down that moment by being yeah. a turd and being selfish. And so you, you need somebody that, that'll call guys out when they act like that. And the problem in the big leagues is when somebody's so well established or getting paid so much, they yeah. feel this, this power where they can do whatever they want. And in some senses they can, but you got to have somebody on the team to tell them like, Hey man, yeah. clean it up. Cause you're killing the vibe. You know, we just had this big comeback win and you're over there sulking yeah. and, and you're a big influence on this clubhouse and a big influence on the team. Like we need you to be better for everybody else. It's not all about you. So, I mean, that's, that's another reason why you got to have more than, more than a couple vets on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, championship teams that had guys that were total prima donnas, but they had enough other guys to offset that. Keep I mean, them in I, check. I think, and, and on the other hand, like the giants had their three world championships after bonds left. And when yeah. bonds was there, when he was the greatest player in a game by far, he had a basically a whole wall to himself on in the clubhouse. Yeah. He had a lounge, a full recliner, and like four lockers there. Yeah, you know, it was his. The whole side of the clubhouse was his, basically. And how are you going to feel like a unit? You know, and root for each other and pull for each other when there's yeah. all of us, and, and then there's this guy, and he's the biggest guy, and it's all about him. You know, I mean, when, that's that's what makes it tough. And when he's the king of the galactic all stars at that time, I mean, just putting up unbelievable unprecedented numbers and you got younger guys, you know, some of the, you had some good players, but they were young. Who's going to call that guy out? Yeah. <laughs> and it goes like that too. You know, if you see guys skipping work, doing things because they can get away with it. Yeah. Then you got young guys that are wanting to work hard and be established so they can pull the same crap. Right. You know, home. Instead of seeing a guy like Freddie who just busts his ass day in, day out and say, that's, if I work my ass off, I can get into his shoes. Yeah. But when I get there, you know, I still want to do things right and work hard. Um, I mean, it just, it just, leadership's, leadership's important, man. It's not something that gets a lot of credit, but it's huge. Marquecas did that while he, every, all the years he was here. And then Freddie's done that all the time he's been here. And Freddie's not a big rah rah guy, doesn't do speeches no. and all that. He just goes out every day, comes in and goes out and plays. And the and other influencers have day. done the same thing this year, you know? Not that they're all doing it just because of Freddie, but when your biggest star is out there doing it every day, yeah. you're not going to skip because you got a little bit of a sore, you know, whatever. You could still play. Yep. You you're see Freddie Freeman too. picking up his balls at the end of BP, you know, in yeah. the cage. How am yeah. I not going to with two years in? I mean, it just sets a good example. Um, Adam Duvall hit his 34th home run last night, career high. He had 30. He had over 30 twice with the Reds. He had 33 one year. Um he had 34th home run last night. I mean, we still got 20 some games left. Leads the National League in RBIs 99. He uh that's his fourth consecutive game in which he's homered. And he also had his seventh straight game with an extra base hit, career high streak, and third longest in the majors right now of extra base hits. How about the Braves having two guys with four game homer streaks in just over a week? Because Ozzy did that in his first four games after missing two with the knee thing. He came back, hit hit uh, home runs in his first four games back, and basically handed the baton off to to uh, uh, Duvall. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's the streaks overlapped, I think. So, um, but but Duvall right now, this guy, I mean, he's second in the NL in homers behind only Tatis. And the reason 
he leads the, the league in RBIs, 99. The next highest is 93, by the way. Ozzy and Jesus Aguilar each have 93. So there is a really good chance that he's going to lead the league in RBIs this year. But a big reason for that, Duvall leads the majors in home runs with runners on base, 22. So 22 of his 33 homers have been with runners on base. Salvi Perez, who has 40-some homers, he's second with 21. I think second in the National League is like 17. So he's got a big lead on that, too, with uh, runners, home runs with runners on base. Also leads the majors in slugging percentage with runners on base at 660. Second is Ozzy at 652. And Shohei Atani is third at 640. Mm. So, But you got a, guy, a couple of guys right there that are getting it done with runners on base, man. Even though the, I know lately the Braves have struggled with runners in scoring position, those couple of guys that get it done uh, in a big way with runners on base. Duvall turned 33 last week. He's in incredible shape. He's a diabetic, and he keeps himself so fit. He eats right. He works out. I mean, he's a big dude, deceptively big. People don't realize how big muscular dude that dude is until they see him up close. He's a big dude with the legs. He gets that power from the He doesn't wear that body. ugly jersey, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. But he turned 33 last week. I don't care. I'm making this guy a two-year contract offer giving him some, some security because he's got this $7 million mutual option. Um, and to me, it's a brave, it's a no-brainer, obviously, that they pick that up. It's like a $3 million buyout, but it's a no-brainer to me they pick that up. But, I mean, if you're Duvall, he loves playing here, loves it. But somebody's going to offer this guy more than a $7 million contract when oh, he's coming yeah. off a 33 home. He's going to end up with close to 40 homers and 110, 115 RBIs. And well, he plays a good solid D. No, he's and he and he's got a good arm. He throws well too, which mm-hmm. is. But you know, I think most last off season was crazy. Yeah. Right. I mean, last off season nobody knew what to expect, and there, there's a CBA coming up. But and yeah, and that's unexpected too. We don't. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. But but I mean, it. I would think most of the team's finances financials have uh, stabilized at this right. point. So. Right. I would expect him to get more of what he deserves this offseason and doing. I mean, you lead the league in RBIs. Yeah, he didn't. He shouldn't have to settle for a, another Anything. one one year deal. No, that they'd be smart to offer him at least at least bait him with something that's a slight discount and multi year security. You know, who knows where his head's at? But two years twenty. I mean, that for me, did he take that? I mean, the team team's signing no no like thoughts about it. Yeah, and a great teammate too. I mean, yeah. everybody love everybody loves Duvall. Yeah, so, I mean, at minimum, I'm offering him two eighteen. See if he's bite on that, you know. But I mean, it's just crazy. You look at he's making. There's guys having to play this year. He's playing for two million dollars, and he's going to lead the league in RBIs. Yeah, and he doesn't want to. I think the one thing that you think about with players is he's gone through a rough offseason now. He doesn't yeah, want to go back there. Until so. February. There's definitely some leverage in offering him a fair deal now and him not wanting to go back on the market and sit at home and not right. even know where he's going until February. I mean, the players really value that. And be in the situation he loves being in with the guys. He, yeah. You know, they've already re-signed a couple of these guys. He knows Freddie's probably going to be here next year. I mean, I'm And he hits in this park. Sure. And he hits like crazy in this park. Yeah. So, no-brainer to me. This guy's got to be on the team next year. So, um. By the way, his last 10 games, Duvall, he's 11 for 38, 289, double, triple, six homers, 12 RBIs, 842 slugging, and 1150 OPS. Dude, getting it done. That'll play. Yeah. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. 
Ozuna situation briefly. There was a big development yesterday in this thing, this on never ending thing. It's saga, but uh, it's it's not, it's not obviously not a never ending because we are at least close to the the criminal proceedings end of it. He uh, he agreed to a negotiated uh, diversion program. He entered a diversion program yesterday, wherein. If in the next, it's a six month thing, but if he gets it all done in three months, it'll be then they'll dismiss the charges, which are, you know, the felony charge is already dismissed after the video apparently showed that not what the police said was on the video because they didn't, they dropped that charge to misdemeanors. The misdemeanor charges will go away in three to six months when he does this 200 community hours, 200 hours community service, uh, anger management thing, yada, yada, all that stuff. Stuff he can do from home. He can actually, he only has to check in. It's supervised. They call it supervised. Yeah. I talked to his attorney yesterday. All he has to do is check in once a month. He can do it online. I mean, I don't know how that's supervised, but that's what they call it. So he could be done in three months. The whole, that has nothing to do with the MLV investigation though, which is ongoing. And as we've seen time and time again with the MLB in recent years, domestic violence is their one thing where they are better than all the other leagues as far as, this being cut and dried, it's an agreement between the Players Association and MLB, this policy. So when they hand out suspicions, nobody really even uh, uh, even fights them, these right. DV suspensions. It's happening. Yeah. Right. So I fully expect him to get suspended for half a season, at least. Uh, I, I thought it might have been a year if he'd have gone forward and been, and been uh, uh, convicted of these crimes, but... Um, this, this might play into that yesterday and the fact that his attorney told me what else is an attorney going to say, but his attorney told me the video shows nothing like what they described and that there, he didn't think there was any way they could have gone forward with, with the charges. But on the other hand, he also didn't fight it and go to court and get innocent. So, I mean, he agreed to this. So, uh, you know, I think there's a little on both sides there, but anyway, I don't think it changes a whole lot because I think he's still going to mm. get suspended. And I think the, the Braves still want this to go away because they're not the type of organization that just has guys that with the, with the stain on their reputation that bring them in. They got rid of their third baseman after his domestic violence thing. Now he, he was not a good player either, obviously. So they didn't, you know, but I think the Braves are going to try to make it go away, even if it means they have to eat some of the contract or take on another bad contract or an expiring contract, something. They're going to have yeah. to get creative, but I think they're going to try to make it go away. Well, from you know, from a teammate standpoint, I'd want to see that video. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and if the video yeah. is not bad, then put it out there. Right. Because I don't, I don't think anybody can really cast judgment. Yeah, I mean, in his in his hand, it's a, it's a good sign that all those charges were reduced or not – you know, he didn't get the felony and all that. But, you know, from a teammate standpoint, if I'm going to play beside a guy, yeah, he, he can't be doing the stuff the cops said he did. And right. apparently the video showed he didn't. So I don't know why you wouldn't put that video out there. I guess, you know, it, it's an embarrassment and it's, it's a stain on your reputation either way. But yeah, because something happened. They got a 911 call yeah. and his wife said he tried to kill her, all that stuff. I mean, something happened. But just not, uh, you know, it's just apparently exaggerated. But we don't know. I mean, we don't know it was exaggerated until we see the video. But uh, the fact that they dropped the felony. It's a good sign for him. Right. It's just uh, there will be a team that will be willing to take a guy like that. I just don't think the Braves, at least in the past, have not been such a team. Uh, yeah. 
you know, some teams have more of the whole family vibe thing. They want kids in the crowd. Some places have just more of a business. <laughs> yeah. And a button down kind of, a, you know, family yeah. vibe going than other teams do, which are just, uh, I, you know, not to use the Yankees and say they're bad. They're a bad bunch of guys because they're not. But the Yankees can absorb a guy like that. And they are so big. Yeah. And their brand is so yeah. strong. Nothing can stop them. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. they bring back a Rollis Chapman. Okay. If he gets booed or whatever, it doesn't, nobody thinks about that now when he goes out there and pitches. And he, well, you look the, at the fan base too. You know, if I feel like New York fans fan base. would forgive you for murder if you got a 1 1 ERA. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a different look for markets, fan bases, uh, yeah. team brand. I could be wrong. I could. They, the Braves might be ready to try it. I don't know, but it just—they don't strike me as the type of team that do that. And there's not many that will. I don't think you have to have, you know, a certain vibe. And uh, and uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. But uh, he's going to miss some time regardless. So they need to bring Duvall. I'll be back. shocked if he doesn't get suspended. Yeah. Because in the past, it has not mattered the the criminal proceedings. There's been guys that weren't even charged and still got suspended. Got suspended. Yeah. Much less, and hardly any of them got convicted. Yeah. So, and this kind of falls in between somewhere there because he wasn't convicted, yet he entered this pretrial diversion thing. So it's kind of like a plea, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, uh, last thing was Solaire. We, we talked about the guys that wanted back next year, and I said, you know, Peterson, it's just this guy's an all around guy. It's like you said, he's a winner, and he's called Jocktober for a reason. I mean, his numbers yeah. in, the, in October with the, Dodgers in multiple pro seasons are huge, huge, including the World Series, three World Series. So it's going to be interesting to see how that how he plays the rest of the way, and then in a postseason, assuming the Braves get there. But uh, everybody likes the presence he has, the funny. He's funny, he's energizing, he's got a great personality. So I mean, you can't go wrong bringing that guy back. The options a lot higher or a little higher than than, Duval, than Duvall's, and. Uh, I don't know that Peterson would be as willing to take a little less to stay here. I don't know, you know. But Solaire, this guy is a serious force, like I said. he's His past 44 games, including 35 since the trade to the brace, he got it turned around late in the, when he was with the Royals still, visit with uh, one of their hitting instructors that he worked real well with, I guess, apparently. Somebody, uh, we wrote about that yesterday in The Athletic. Worked with him a little bit for getting a mechanical adjustment and before he got traded. So he got hot. He had a couple two-homer games with the Royals. But he's continued that with the Braves. Past 44 games, including 35 with the Braves. This guy's hit 282, six doubles, 16 homers, 44 games. 26 walks, which is the thing that shocked me. 379 OBP, 613 slugging, and a 992 OPS. That's 44 games. That's uh, over a quarter of the season. You know, when you were rooting against the team he was on, I never felt good when he came up to bat, especially yeah. with a game on the line. And, and I think that just – he has that knack for getting big hits, and I don't think he feels the pressure other guys feel in those situations. He's been in them a ton. But I, do, I feel like he does have really good at-bats when the game's on the line, and that's something you can't really teach. And here's a stat I had to I had to look at twice to make sure this was right, but because the Royals went on a little bit of a their, their spurt before he got traded, that was like the best time, best ball they've played this year. But his teams in those 44 games, because he hasn't played every game with the Braves, almost every, but his teams in those 44 games are 31 and 13. Damn, that's pretty damn good. 
<laughs> so anyway, all right, we're out of time on our self-imposed deadline here, but uh, there'll be plenty more to talk about coming up. And I've, like I've said before, I am close to 100% confident Freddie Freeman will get signed. I'm really, I am hundred percent. I, cause I just can't see any way it doesn't get done. I think to get his extension done and I think it'll probably get done probably before the season's over. I hope you're right. I know you have really your doubts. Right. No, I don't have necessarily doubts, but I mean, he's a month away from finding out what he's worth. Well, they were real fair with, uh, I know it's a lot less money, a lot less years, but they were really fair. I thought with Charlie, uh, Charlie no. you know, that's, yeah. as, as Charlie said, the, the final deal they offered was unreal. Even Charlie called it that, you know. Yeah. Charlie didn't expect to get a $5 million raise in his 20th year in pro ball. No, he'll, um, he'll make $5 million more than he's ever made in yeah. his 20th year in pro ball. Deserves it. What were you doing in your 20th year of pro ball? This. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Podcast. <laughs> so I think, but, but I think that's kind of a sign of they're not going to try to screw people over. Uh, uh, they gave Darno some security, you know. They got it. He, he gave a little bit too for the security, but I think Freddie will get a fair offer. Sure, he can make more elsewhere, but Chipper could have yeah. done the same thing. And there's something to be said for. I was watching Wainwright get an interview this morning on MLB oh, Network. Yeah. He had five kids hanging on, so I think three of them were in the room with him. Three yeah. little girls are in the room with him. He's got the whole family. They put down roots in St. Louis, and they live there. Yeah, Freddie's got three kids now. For him to be able to know that for the next five, six, seven years, he's going to have those kids in in here for the whole season. What school they're going to? Yeah, yeah. there's something. There's something. To be, family guys is especially important. That that it's a little different than it is with single guys, you know, with no kids and all that. And it's something that. to be said about wearing that same uni. Yeah, you, for your whole for career, sure. you know. I mean, if Freddie gets into the Hall of Fame, there's no debate on what hat he's wearing, regardless. But to to go. To play your whole career with that one same jersey, one same team. I mean, it's yeah. it never gets done anymore. So that's that's pretty cool too. I, I would want that if I was him. And you saw those fans at the Jeter's uh, Hall of Fame speech the other day. The crowd was like seventy five percent Yankee fans. Yeah, and a lot of them took days off from work because it was in the middle of the week on a Wednesday afternoon, and that place still had a lot of people there. What they that's do how important them? that's how important Jeter was to them to their lives. Yeah, and I think you only get that when a guy stays with a team for a long time, if not his entire career. You know, yeah, Chipper, for sure. Chipper's got that in Atlanta. Yep, for for the rest of his life in Atlanta, he's like that. You know, he's holding that yeah. regard. So, not many guys like that. As much as they love Maddox in in Atlanta, it's not the same thing. Yep, you know, I agree. All right, all right, we will talk again on uh, what Monday or Tuesday. Yep. So, big weekend coming up. Braves need to make hay against the Marlins. They won two out of three against the Nats. They need to win at least two out of three against the Marlins, and a sweep would be good. But they got a three-and-a-half game lead now. They just need to keep winning series, and they'll win this thing, this division, yep. for the fourth straight year. Looking Tough good. Tough road trip coming up. Get an extra yeah. week out in San Francisco. No good. <laughs> All right. Have All a good right, day. Have a good week. weekend, everybody. 755 is real. We are out. <laughs>